Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And tonight, for the 893rd time, I saw someone who is a fan of another organization, which organization it is, makes no difference. It could be the Padres. It could be the Mets. It could be the Phillies. It could be the Dodgers. It could be the Mariners. It could be anybody it doesn't matter. Now, here's the thing. This podcast is about faux trades, how to do it. Faux trades, how to do it. Let's imagine the Cubs were hotly competing for the division race right now, and it was important, important, important for the Cubs to make a trade for a specific player. Let's say Max Scherzer. Let's say Max Scherzer. He's up and healthy and ready to go, and he's going to be the guy. Now, faux trades, why we do it. We all do stuff for whatever reason we want to. Some people like running because they like running. Some people like running because it's good for their health. Some people like running because it's good for their appearance or whatever it is. Everyone has their own reason for doing why it is what they do. Fair call? Faux trades. Fake trades. Putting together an idea of this is a potential idea for a possible trade that may possibly occur at some point in the near future. Why do we do it? Why do we do it? Why do we do it? A lot of people don't. A lot of people a lot of people don't like baseball. A lot of people who do like baseball don't like fake trades. For people who do fake trades, there are a couple of reasons. You could possibly be doing it to glean information. Possibly, I, I've seen this done quite often. You get seven people in a discussion, seven people in a discussion, talking about a trade. Somebody meanders in, which would be me, because I'm typing in Cubs trade and stumbling into whatever the heck I run into on Twitter. Say, well, how about this? Then all of a sudden you get people race showing. You get seven people yelling at one people. One person, yep, you get, no, you're, blah, blah, blah. Like, Screw you, I'm not going to deal with that. Blah, 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 blah. Why do we do fake trades? For each person, it's different. And I'm not going to say there's only one reason to do it. It's kind of a hoot. It's kind of a, it, there are a couple of times in the draft that I was mentioning the Cubs ought to consider drafting this specific player, and that's who they took. That's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. Had, I think, Second round, I did that. Fourth round, I did that. Yeah, that's kind of fun. But with fake trades, there's a reason I do it. I'm not going to tell you if you do fake trades, that is why you should do it, but it is why I do it. The reason is, there's a couple of reasons. One, if I'm researching, one team I haven't researched at all all because I really didn't think they were going to be trading. 
with Seattle. I know they have a very good farm system, very good farm system, bit, uh, very much top-heavy, but it's a very good system. And if I would look around, I'd find some 19 draft picks, some 20 draft picks, some international guys from recently. I'd be all over. I'd be very interested in what they have for available. <coughs> But when I do the research on a specific team, I learn about them. Oh, that's where that guy went. I didn't know who had drafted that guy. I paid a lot of attention to him when he was in the SEC or the SOCON or the <coughs> uh, Western Athletic Conference or wherever wherever he was. Yeah, I, I was interested in that guy. Oh, okay, he went up out in Seattle. No wonder I never hear about him because I don't happen into Seattle games very much. When I do fake trades, I try to educate me, and in the process, I try to educate you. While doing that, I try to come kind of reasonably close to what's actually going to happen. So, for instance, well, one of my favorites, I, Chris Bryant has been fun to fake trade. I know a lot of people think I probably take trading Chris Bryant rather flippantly. He's among my top five favorite Cubs of all time. Not an overestimation. It's time for him to go since he's going to be leaving anyway. Chris Bryant has been fun to trade, faux trade, because I know... There is a demand for his game. There's a demand for his game. As opposed to if I'm saying, well, Andrew Chafin, is he worth a 35 plus or is he a 40? I don't know. He's somewhere in there. So if I'm saying 35 or 40, then I'm going to go through, well, if he's a 35, then you take this guy. If he's a 40, you take this guy. Either is fine. If you have a different preference, then you take a different guy. But, you know, th that's what you do with the smaller pieces. You try to guess based on, for, for me, based on Fangraph's assessment. Uh, if he's a 35 plus, you take a 35 plus. If he's a 40, you take a 40. Go from there. With Chris Bryant, it was fantastic because I was hinted at where the Cubs were scouting. The Cubs were scouting St. Lucie. St. Lucie had three guys worth scouting, actually a 1.4, and one of them the Cubs claimed on the uh, DFA wire, Janeshwi Fergus, who is now a Cub on the 40-man roster. So the scouting paid off. But the St. Lucie Mets had three guys that mattered, three guys that if you're going to be scouting the St. Lucie Mets, you're going to scout one of three guys. J.T. Ginn, who got called up to advance day, Jalen Palmer, or Alexander Ramirez. Those are the four, those are the three guys. So I was listening to St. Lucie, and whenever I heard any of them do anything, I went, oh, this is what Alex Ramirez did. He's a guy that the Cubs might be interested in trading for. So I learned about guys who might be interested, interesting to the Cubs, and I tweeted out what they were doing. I was doing research. I was letting you all know. So now, I'm not saying this is specifically the guy that you have to be interested in. I'm not saying that guy is this guy you have to specifically be interested in. My thought was Cubs would probably grab two of 
Ramirez, Palmer, and R- Robert Dominguez, who is a pitch who is a pitcher at a level lower, but has quite a bit of upside. Uh, I also knew that the Cubs probably had their preference on a little bit larger fish. So probably what the Cubs would want, what the Cubs would want would be a guy a bit higher than Ramirez or Palmer. And Ramirez or Palmer. That's probably what the Cubs are kind of looking at. Maybe a third piece thrown in. I don't know. But uh, JT Ginn was certain, certainly a person the Cubs were interested in. Mark Vientos was certainly a player that the Cubs were interested in. And there were others. Brett Beatty was a player that the Cubs were certainly interested in. When I do faux trades, I want to do honest-to-God research on a handful of guys. Who's the guys that make sense to me for my team to get? What it seems like with a lot of people, when they're doing the faux trade thing, okay, we want to trade for two really good guys. So we're going to say Kimbrell and Bryant. I'm going to take away Kimbrell and Bryant. And what they like to do with their faux trade, since they're taking two guys away, well, well, we have to give you four so or five. So we'll give you one guy that's kind of remotely interesting. Then one guy that's injured for the year. One guy that's sitting at about 22 that's having a horrible season. And one guy who's at about 14 or 15 that started the year at high A and went back down to low A, and now he's just climbing back up. That's not who the Cubs are trading to get Chris Bryant. Or if the Cubs are trading Chris Bryant and Craig Kimbrell to the same team, they're getting someone monstrous. What people try to do with boat trades is... If my team gets away with this trade, it's absolutely murder. What's the what's the point in that? You know, that, that when somebody starts doing that, I quite enjoy going into well, the Cubs have designated Eric Sogard, so he he could theoretically be traded for um Fernando Tatis Jr. Done. Well, facts the league. No, stupid. That's not going to happen. What I think people ought to do with faux trades, and I was three-quarters of the way through a tweet saying this, but then I decided, you know what, this is a much better podcast. If you're trying to do faux trades this week, next week, next year, whenever, do a faux trade for one player. Don't do the, ooh, we're going to get these three guys. Those trades aren't going to happen. You're not going to have a situation where somebody trades for Craig Kimbrell and Chris Bryant and Javier Baez. Oh, but we're going to give you five guys back. No, no. that's a, If you want to do faux trades, if you want to be useful in doing faux trades, if you want to be beneficial in doing faux trades, pick one guy. Pick one guy, pick one guy, and come as close as you can on that one pick. No, 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 no. Not 
this would be a fantastic trade for my team. No, 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 no. Any numbskull can do that. Any numbskull can do that. Anyone can come up with a trade that one team is going to say, no, we're not going to do that. It's like when somebody says, oh, Cubs are going to trade, a, trade Chris Bryant to the Brewers. I say, the heck they're not. All the Brewers have to do is send Garrett Mitch Mitchell and Ethan Small, and the Cubs would do it in 15 seconds. It all depends upon what's being offered. Brewers aren't going to offer that, so because of that, it's probably not going to happen. But it's not because the Cubs aren't going to trade in the division. It's because the Brewers aren't going to make the trade make a trade that the Cubs would be interested in doing that the Cubs will be able to beat them over the skull for the next four, five, six, seven, eight years. If you're doing a faux trade, pick one guy, one team, and assess the market. Assess honestly that team's prospects. Honestly. You shouldn't be doing this to waste other people's time. You should be doing this to try to educate yourself and anyone else who values your opinion. If you have like seven people who are following you on Twitter because you have stupid ideas that nobody cares about, don't do faux trades. Some people are actually trying to pay attention to faux trades and responding to them. Part of what I do. If you're trying to make a faux trade, kind of try to kind of come close. Pick one guy. If you're doing the, for instance, today, yesterday, whichever, I was thinking Anthony Rizzo. If Anthony Rizzo were to get traded to Boston, which honestly makes some sense, Boston is a very good team, and they're a bit short at first base. They're a bit short at first base, and it just seems an absolute natural whether Anthony Rizzo is going to be with the Cubs or not in 2022 to send him to Boston. Honestly, it makes a whole lot of sense. Rizzo, the last two, two months and a week in Chicago, that... Yeah, I, I know you'd like to see him if you're going to a game in Wrigley over the last stretch, but you could say that with everybody and trades have to be made, otherwise they won't get made. Rizzo to Boston for the back end of the 2021 season makes absolute perfect sense. It would help Boston. Boston would probably be willing in returning something to the Cubs. So the question is, if you're doing a trade, a faux trade. Anthony Rizzo to Boston. What is the applicable return? Well, there's guys who are 35 pluses and there are guys who are 40s. Anthony Rizzo's not going to catch or fetch a 40 plus. Not as a rental, not this year. He's not gonna he's not gonna catch fetch a 40 plus even though Jack Peterson did. I think with Rizzo, it would probably be, based on the Fangraphs list, Anthony Rizzo would probably fetch either a 40 and a 40 or a 40 and a 35 plus. Either of those, I would not argue with one iota. 
somewhere in that range makes absolute perfect sense. Cubs and the Red Sox, the executives will stare at each other and try to play blink, and whoever blinks, okay, fine, the deal gets done. But if it ends up being a 40 and a 35 plus, which seems very reasonable, maybe it's a little high, maybe it's a little low. But if you're going to say, I think Rizzo's probably going to fetch a 40 and a 35 plus, go to your Fangraphs uh, Boston Red Sox list. Look through the 40s, look through the 35s. Which guys make sense to you? Pick one each. Go with that as your faux trade. Why did you choose that guy and that guy over the others? Why were those your selections? Go with that. You're educating yourself and people in the Red Sox system. And anyone who's paying attention to what you're saying is also being educated because you're saying, I'm going with this guy and this guy over these other three guys because of and reasons. That's what faux trades are for. They're not to make take a bully pulpit. They're not to belittle other organizations. Players who are 35 pluses in whichever organization. Their games deserve respect. Guys who are 35s or 30s deserve respect. It's tough to play baseball. But if you're doing a faux trade, if you're doing a faux trade, commit yourself to half an hour's worth of homework. Meander to fan graphs. Scroll out the lists. Maybe you're a big fan of, oh, I want the Cubs to get an upper-level starting pitcher. Cool, find one. I want the Cubs to get a right fielder. Cool, go find one. Find whatever it is that you dig. I have a bias that I freely admit to of liking 2019 and 2020 draft picks or similar international-style players. That gives the Cubs plenty of time to develop them. And if it turns out that they're going to be Rule 5 eligible and Rule 5 draft desirable, Cubs have a little bit of time to develop them to decide, well, okay, this guy we're going to leave available and this guy we're going to protect. Takes a little thinking. If you're not willing to do the thinking, don't do the faux trades. Don't do the faux trades. I'm not saying I'm any good at it. But if you're going to try to do it, do it to try to learn. When people post, this would be a good trade. I'm not really too familiar with all the other organizations. I'm kind of familiar with the Cubs. Not so much with other teams. But you know, I say, oh, that guy's done for the year. His Tommy John surgery was already announced. This guy over here was, you know, show respect toward other teams. Someone a couple days ago was talking about how happy they were to see Hawk Harrelson inducted into the Hall of Fame. He was a good storyteller. He was a very good storyteller. Fairly uh, Very good baseball player for the 1960s. Got a bit old in the into the 70s, but uh, he certainly became an iconic announcer. And 
while his campiness I could do without. His stories were good. What I really didn't like about Hawk Harrelson as an announcer, and part of this is exactly why he fit as a White Sox announcer. We're going to go for scoreboard run now. Let's see. The Royals lead the Angels 6-1. to The Blue Jays are in front of Seattle 5-3 in the third. The Angels lead the Rangers 4-2. And in the National League, St. Louis leads the Cubs. Call the fucking scores. Call the scores. Be respectful of other teams. When you're researching fake trades, Respect the other teams. You might hate the Rangers. I have no idea why you would hate the Rangers, but you might absolutely hate the Texas Rangers. Chuck Norris thing. I don't know. But if you're doing the research on the Texas Rangers, because you're interested in a potential trade between the Cubs and the Rangers, or the Phillies and the Rangers, or the Brewers and the Rangers, whoever it is. Respect the team you're talking about. Respect the team you're talking about. I don't care if you're into bat flips or not. I don't care if you're into the unwritten rules and you're ticked off or cheesing it when somebody swings at a 3-0 pitch. Don't know, don't care. If you're doing research on someone else's pipeline, respect that team. At least for as long as you're doing the research. If you absolutely hate the Texas Rangers, but it takes you 20 minutes to research, do the 20 minutes of research, put your biases away, Put them in a drawer, lock them up, safety shield, and all that kind of stuff. Once you're done with what you got to do, once your article is done, your research is done, your all that kind of stuff is done, you posted your faux trade, then you can get out your hatred for the Texas Rangers again. I don't care. But if you're doing research, here's why I want you to show respect for other teams. If I'm typing out Here's a Cubs trade that I'm recommending or I'm authorizing or I'm saying makes a whole lot of sense for the Cubs and the Mariners. Hashtag Cubs. Hashtag Mariners. I have just told you why you should put your biases aside. If you're posting hashtag Cubs, hashtag Mariners, and you're doing a fake trade discussion, at least for 35 seconds, you should probably be somewhat impartial. At least somewhat impartial. Do the research. Do the research on both sides. Whatever you got to do. But if it's a situation of, I think this team ought to trade for this player, and in return, the 
the other team ought to get this person, this person, and this person in exchange, or one, one for three, or a one for two, whatever it is. Take the time to do the research and be respectful. Figure out what it is that both teams are actually after. If both teams aren't interested in those specific players, don't do the trade. This guy's got a this guy this guy's got Tommy John surgery. He's gonna be coming off a of Tommy John surgery. He wasn't there any good before it. Uh, but he was 27th on the list. What difference does that make? If he wasn't all that good before and he's worse now, if he comes back next year. And what used to be 94 miles an hour is now 98 miles an hour after Tommy John surgery, then yeah, maybe then they'll be interested in him. But then I won't want to trade him. See, there's the thing. If you're doing a faux trade, you're trying to balance stuff out, or at least you should be. To an extent, you should be trying to balance it out. You should be trying to be respectful of the other team if you're doing a faux trade with them. Oh, I fun. I fun with uh, Mets fans a lot when I'm talking about uh, St. Lucie being the Cubs' fifth affiliate. But if I'm doing research, if I'm doing faux trade stuff, I'm going to talk in a respectful fashion of the players I'm talking about. Hashtag Mets is not my house. Hashtag Mets is not even close to my house. If I'm letting myself into the hashtag Mets house, I ought to be being completely respectful, reverential, all that kind of stuff. If you're just trying to be a twerp, be a twerp. But don't recommend faux trades if you're trying to be a twerp. Faux trades... Fake trades, especially in late July, are about doing research. What is it that this team is specifically after? Okay, I know that the Cubs want prospect, you know, so, someone from another organization. Okay, what is it that the Cubs are after? They're after prospects. Okay, what kind of prospects do they want? And why would you say that? Well, I would say they would want players who were... Uh, just recently signed because of the five players they got in the U Darvish trade, three of them are not going to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft this upcoming season, and three of them hadn't even played in a single pro game before this season. And then you throw in Bryce Ball, who came over in the Jack Peterson trade. He's not eligible for the Rule 5 draft this offseason. To me, that indicates that that's an important thing of what the Cubs are looking at. So, yeah. What specifically is it, aside from good players, that the teams are looking for? If you can't nail that down somewhat well, then you can possibly do faux trades fairly well. And my recommendation, if you're trying to do a faux trade, I don't think there is a faux trade award online. Uh, so my recommendation, if you are trying to do that, if you are trying to balance out a trade, try to try to come close. Don't try to disrespect the teams. And certainly don't try to disrespect the minor league players. They don't deserve that. <laughs>
So yeah, it's uh, next couple of days, three days, 17 hours, something like that, three days, 19 hours, something like that. Um, and the trade deadline will have been, will have passed. Uh, I try to be respectful of other teams. And when people look at my faux trades, I hope they can understand that I'm doing, I'm trying to be respectful. If faux trades are what you're trying to do, be respectful as well. Know what they want. Know what your team wants. Try to make it one for two, one for one, one for three. Those trade three guys to this team and seven guys to this team and four guys to this team and three guys to this team and, hey, my players, my team got all the really good guys. No, those... Those aren't faux trades. Those are garbage. Those are rubbish. If you're trying to do faux trades, and I encourage it. I encourage it. Open your mind up. If the Cubs were going to trade Anthony Rizzo to the Boston Red Sox this week, who would be two good players to get back in return? Do the research. Look it up. Fangraphs. It's your friend. Fangraphs Farm Rankings. It's wonderful. You learn a little bit. And you might be right. And what ends up happening if you start to do faux trades, if you start to get reasonably close on faux trades, then what that means is you're starting to think along the lines of the people who are the actual decision makers. And that should be the goal. Find out what's actually happening and try to mimic that thought. Possibly, possibly, possibly beyond that, you can even try to project what should be the next trend. What should be the next trend? Right now, it looks like teams are trying to get people who were recently drafted. Okay, cool. What should be the next trend? But yeah, faux trades, I recommend them. If you're trying to get your brain fixed to the point where you are a um, reliable person as far as what someone might choose to do in an exchange... Yeah, do it. And make mistakes. Make mistakes. It's fine. But learn from them. Try to learn from them. Why? Okay, this trade here. I gave my team way too much. Why did I, why did I short the other team? What, what was the reasoning that you didn't allow the other team to get more? What was the reasoning that you... A lot of people thought the Cubs got screwed in the Darvish trade. Still do. Well, okay. That wasn't an acceptable trade. Well, the the trade that happened was the trade that was acceptable. Other things were not. So, if you thought the Cubs should have gotten more for Darvish, well, you were wrong. When the Cubs traded Jack Peterson, if you thought they should have gotten a whole lot more than that, you were wrong. If you thought when the Cubs traded Jack Peterson that they only should have gotten a 35-plus, you were wrong. It's completely expected to be wrong most of the time when you're guessing at stuff, when you're projecting at stuff. When I make draft projections, I don't know that a single time 
all draft season, I said, yes, the Cubs are going to prioritize Jordan Wicks out of Kansas State. I mentioned him. I noted him a couple of times. Gave a fairly decent overview of him through the draft prep season, if you were reading closely enough on Jordan Wicks. But no, I, I didn't have any information that said Jordan Wicks is in the Cubs top 10. Since Jordan Wicks was the Cubs top pick, what that means is, okay, well, left-handed starting pitchers probably are a little bit more important to uh, the Cubs front office than I thought before the draft started. Learn, learn. Something happens, you learn. Make opinionated judgments regarding baseball. Make opinionated judgments. Make opinionated judgments that are wrong. Make opinionated judgments that are wrong and learn from them. Learn from them. Why is it that the faux trade I came up with was so far from being accurate? Learn why. Why is it that the other team wasn't willing to give the Cubs more? Maybe the player that the Cubs were offering wasn't as valuable. Maybe there weren't as many teams competing for him. Now, Craig Kimbrell's probably going to fetch a lot. And if you're going to do a Craig Kimbrell trade, and I recommend you think about it. I recommend you think about it. What would he bring? What would he bring? Leave, leave out, leave out the opponent. Leave out the opponent entirely, because that's immaterial, really. If you're trying to learn about faux trades, the opponent is generally immaterial. If the Cubs trade Craig Kimbrell, Nelson Cruz went to Tampa Bay. Cruz and a prospect for two 45 pluses. 45 plus, 45 plus for Nelson Cruz and another prospect. Is Craig Kimbrell going to get a 45 plus and a 45 plus? He could. I don't think so, but he could. I would lean toward a 45 and a 40, a, a 45 plus and a 40, something in that range. It could be more. But I recommend, I strongly recommend you walk into a trade trying to guess what someone might fetch. Bryant, 40, 40, with a plus in there somehow. Seems reasonable to me. Seems very reasonable to me. Maybe a 45-40. Maybe a 40-plus-40. 40 40, maybe a 40-plus-40-plus. 40 40 plus. Somewhere in that range. Sounds about right for Chris Bryant. Now, if it comes back and the trade is the Cubs get 250s for Chris Bryant, I was kind of way off. If it comes back and the Cubs get a 40 and 235 pluses, then I was way off. Watch 
assess damage, assess data, assess information that comes through, assess what you thought in advance. And if you were wrong, assess yourself as wrong. It wasn't the system, it was you. The system is going to kick out what the system is going to kick out. If it's possibly because Jed Hoyer is not very good at making trades, well, then Jed Hoyer is not very good at making trades. And as long as Jed Hoyer is not very good at making trades, you ought to lower your expectations when Jed Hoyer is making trades. Make assessments before stuff happens. Then when it happens, assess your assessment. When a trade is made, assess the trade immediately. This is what I expect this guy will do. This is what I expect this guy will do. This is what I expect this guy will do. You are on the record. You have stated what you think the players will do. Then assess the assessment. Wow, I thought he was going to be a lot better than that. Faux trades can be very educational. Very educational for the person who is doing the teaching for the person who is doing the research, coming up with the faux trades, and they can also be insightful for the people who are reading them. Or they can be rubbish. It's all going to depend upon if you're going to do the homework, if you're going to assess your assessment after you've done your homework when the trade is made, and whether you assess your assessment of how the trade played out. Baseball is a fantastic laboratory. A fantastic laboratory. You can think, hey, this is what I... Right now, will the San Francisco Giants hold on to the National League West? Do you think they will? I'm to the point where now, yeah, I kind of think they will. I don't know why. But I think they're probably going to make a trade to keep the number one spot. And that would help them quite a bit. Um, baseball is an education factory. You can learn a whole lot about baseball by opening your mind to how can I learn more. Part of that in late July is the faux trade. Projecting who will get whom, not so much where. Who will get whom as far as value. When the trade happens, assess the value. Assess how well you had projected and project how well the players will do. And then later assess that. Assess whether you're any good at guessing stuff, at projecting stuff. If you're any good at it, keep doing it. It's a skill. If you're any good at it, keep doing it. If you're not very good at it, but you kind of like doing it anyway, try to get better. Faux trades are really fun. They are. I, I, I enjoy them quite a bit. Especially when people do the research. When the people do the research, they try to educate themselves and others along the way. And respect the team they're assessing. You keep the respect there, you keep doing the homework, then you can start learning stuff. Then you can start having more confidence in your ability to peg stuff.
And as you grow in your confidence, remember the marketplace changes. As of right now, prospects are king. Will that be the case in 15 years? I don't know. 15 years ago, it wasn't. 2016, it wasn't. Teams wanted to win now, gosh darn it. Now prospects are king. Try to learn what is worth which. And when you're doing it, honestly do the homework and honestly respect your opponent. Thanks for stopping by. Be safe, be nice to people, and have a wonderful tomorrow, which will have quite a few more Cubs Pipeline games than today.